What is up, guys? You're listening to the MF CEO Project. I'm Andy. I'm your host, and I am the motherfucking CEO. Guys, this is a great practical podcast. Uh, we're going to talk about something that all of you need to get invested in, all of you need to get your minds wrapped around and uh, your fingers and your hands dirty on because it's something that's going to define our entrepreneurial culture, uh, whether you actually own a business or how valuable you are as an employee over the next you know, unforeseen amount of years because of the way that society is changing. We live in a world right now where uh, social media matters. And as we've spoken before on the podcast, we've talked about how your social media, whether you're an employee, whether you're a company, uh, no matter who you are, is going to become relevant to the amount of value that you deliver and is ultimately going to affect the way you get paid. Um, Before I get into that, uh, I've got to introduce my co-host. You guys know him, Vaughn the Impaler, the pastor of disaster. What's up, my man? Dude, I feel like the co-pilot on the plane that's going to drop the bomb on Hiroshima. Fuck yeah. And no, you know why? You know, wh- you know why? Why? Because I know that it's in this episode that finally, at long last, you're going to reveal the secret weapon that you've been holding back and dude, not telling anybody. Dude. The secret weapon is now. So so lay it on us. Drop the bomb. Dude. So before we get into the secret fucking weapon... I made the post yesterday about uh, the picture of me sweeping the floor. And I had to block like fucking 15 people on my Instagram. And please note that if you follow me on Instagram and you write fucking ignorant shit, I will fucking block you. Okay? Like you will get blocked without a response. If you have feedback, constructive feedback that you want to give, absolutely open to it. Please write us. Let us know. Questions at the MFCEO.com. Or leave me a comment. But be fucking polite. If you're rude, if you talk shit, if you're a smartass, I will fucking ban you without hesitation. And I had to ban a bunch of motherfuckers. Half of them said this. Oh, Andy, I bet that's the first time you picked up a broom. Yeah, motherfucker. That's how I've been able to develop a following of fucking uh, 120 fucking full-time employees and three to 4,000 outside reps that are fucking bleeding the colors of our company because I've never picked up a motherfucking broom. Okay, so half of them said that I sweep the motherfucking warehouse on a regular basis. You know why? Not because I have to, but to prove fucking point. And you're too fucking stupid to understand that. That means that you are probably going to be broke your entire fucking life. The other half of the people I had to ban said something like this. Oh, well, uh, that's real nice to say when you're at the fucking top, you know, and, you know, I'm not working any harder for my fucking paycheck. And you know what? And you know this post, I'm a big fan of you, Andy, but you know this post is bullshit. Ban. You know why? Because you are so fucking off the attitude that this podcast and my brand represents that I don't even want to deal with your fucking ass. Okay? You may not get promoted. You may not become the CEO or a high-valued executive at your company. But working hard at your skill set, taking pride in what you do doing the most you possibly can to contribute is going to develop skills. And when you develop skills, you develop value. And when you develop value, people recognize it. Will it be the person at the company that you're at? Maybe not. 
But if you're playing your cards right, you're going to develop enough fucking value to where you're going to have a shitload of other companies willing to pay you to work for them because of the skills you possess if you get fired or if you leave the company you're at now. And if you're that big of a fucking loser, and I said loser because that's what you fucking are, that you can't understand that concept and aren't willing to do that, you deserve every fucking punch in the nuts that life is going to give you. You deserve to be broke. You deserve to be miserable. You deserve to struggle. You deserve to hate your life because you're too big of a fucking pussy to do the work that everybody else is willing to fucking do. Period. And if you're going to get on my page and talk that shit, you don't belong here. I will put my integrity on the line and say, not only have I seen you regularly push a broom around here, I've seen you polish the table. I've seen you clean the freaking uh, toilets before. And here, here's my take on this. The reason that they don't believe you is because they can't envision... Because they wouldn't do it. Right. They can't envision being a CEO and CEO, doing that kind of stuff. They think CEO means chief executive asshole. And put your fucking feet up on the fucking <laughs> right. desk and boss, boss everybody around. You're the boss. It's not about right. boss. Right. It's about leading. Right. And like, dude, you can't develop the proper company culture unless you're a leader. It ain't about bossing. You know, when I say I sweep the floor better than anyone, I'm on my hands and knees in the back of the fucking warehouse scraping every piece of tape off the fucking floor. Those guys out there don't do that shit. And you know, the only time they start doing it is when they see me doing it. That's what leadership is. And I'm not tooting my own horn. The only reason I'm saying this shit is because you motherfuckers that think any differently, you're on the wrong fucking track. Period. You know, we have these kids nowadays who think that fucking, like we talk about all the time, that CEO is the fucking new rapper. Entrepreneur is the new rapper. And you just get the fucking ball out. No. It starts with fucking simple shit. Like taking pride in how your fucking table looks or taking pride in how clean your desk is or taking pride in what the bathroom looks like. Taking initiative to do shit that needs to be done no matter what your level is. And if you're going to come on my page and talk that shit, you ain't going to be on my fucking page. That's the bottom line. I'm, I'm done dealing. Like, dude, it's so disgusting how pussified our society has been. And then I get the motherfucker I, that I showed you who texts and says, oh, regarding our our intro last week where I talked about next-level content. And he goes, I don't think next-level content is stating do the work in every fucking podcast in a bunch of different ways. All right, well, if that's what you think about the podcast, why the fuck are you listening, asshole? You clearly do, you're clearly listening for some reason. I give you fucking practical advice on sales, on marketing, on fucking how to hire, how to fire, how to open a business. I have people in here who have run fucking businesses telling you what to do. You're still looking for that extra thing. You know what the extra thing is? It is execution. It is fucking work. It is doing the work. And the reason that I say it over and over and over again is because you motherfuckers don't get it. You're still looking for the fucking thing. The secret weapon. You're still looking for the fucking atomic bomb that could be dropped and you will just have no competition and you'll you'll ease on into fucking living in a 10,000 square foot house driving a fucking Lambo. And dude, that isn't how it works. The reason I hit on the fucking work is because it's the fundamentals. It's the same reason when you go to basketball practice, they don't practice fucking dunks for the whole fucking practice. They don't practice crossover dribbles. You know what they fucking practice? They fucking practice layups. You know why? Because layups win fucking championships. It may not be beautiful. It may not be fucking uh, glorified. It may not be this amazing thing that wows people, but it's the fucking truth. Layups win the fucking game. Dunks add excitement. 
You want to talk about the exciting shit and the fancy shit and the get rich shit and 12 months shit? Go fucking follow someone else. Because around here, we're talking about the fucking work. Because the work is what fucking matters. Wooden was even more fundamental than layups. You've told that story before. Dude, he started with socks. Right. When you started, the greatest coach in, in fucking history, okay, run the most NCAA titles, almost consecutively, by the way, of any coach or any coach in any fucking organization, the most championships, he started with fucking socks. How to put your motherfucking socks on the right way. You know why? Because that's what mattered. You know why it mattered? Because you run eight miles in a basketball game. When you run eight fucking miles and your socks are on wrong, guess what happens? You get fucking blisters, and you can't run eight miles. And then you can't do all the other shit. So it starts with the foundation. And you know what the fucking foundation is of entrepreneurship? It's work. That's why I talk about it so much. And that's why you aren't where the fuck you want to be. Because you haven't developed the foundation of a strong enough fucking work ethic. You might think you have, but you fucking haven't. Otherwise, you'd be where the fuck you wanted to be. So fuck you and your fucking higher level content. And we could stop right there. Yeah. And they'd get their money's worth. How much are we charging for this? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. You know what? That's a whole nother fucking thing. I told that motherfucker... He, he doesn't value the content because he's not going to fucking pay for it. Mm-hmm. If, I was pay, if I was charging $5,000, which is what I should be charging for a fucking course, that motherfucker would be fucking valuing the shit that I said and be, oh, yeah, dude, by the way, that's great content. Instead, he's saying, oh, well, you know, you're not giving me enough because he's an entitled little bitch. Right. Speaking of great content, that's what we're going to talk about today, right? Actually, yeah, that is what we're going to talk about. Yeah. So we are going to talk about that was a good transition, man. That's why you pay me the big bucks. Yeah, man. That was fucking good. Yeah. You're stepping up your game. Can I just tell you that I have this... Like, you are on the game today. I, I am, but I have this thing that it's someday... All that, it's all that March Madness you've been watching. It's got you fucking hyped. It is, yeah. Well, I know you're not a basketball guy, and we're getting off no. on a tangent here, but I mean, have you watched it at all? Do you have... No, I don't watch this shit. Oh, yeah, okay. I read books so I can make money, bro. All right. That's good. That's a good plan. Tyler, did I not read books? What? You read one on the plane on the way out to Miami. That's right. Have you heard of the book Ask? No. Okay. It's apparently a awesome book. Mike, what the chiropractor, he doesn't want me to call him the chiropractor, the back pain guy. He was telling me how great that book was. But anyway. Oh, Move You, Mike? Yeah, Move okay. You, Mike. Yeah. I'll check it out. Yeah. All right. So this is what we're going to talk about today, guys. We talked a little bit about this already in the intro. You know, social media is becoming such a huge part of the way that we earn our income. And a lot of you guys are sitting on the sidelines because you don't know what to do. You don't know how to create content. You don't know what to create. And you don't know, you know, where to start. And, like, I think a lot of people um, start that way. You know, I wrote a post today. I got featured. At, did you see the thing? Yeah, about it was Forbes? awesome, man. So I got featured I as it. the number one, uh, the number one uh, Instagram account for my industry uh, by Forbes. So I thought that was really cool. Um, and that was, you know, I told a little story about how, how Instagram came about for me. And I'll tell that story now because in case people didn't see the post, you know, I didn't even know what Instagram was. Um, I was at a dinner with a bunch of colleagues that own other supplement brands in 2014 in Vegas. And, uh, there was this guy there who, you know, you know what a Tommy Topper is like Tommy Topper's like, we call him, it's like the dude, when you tell a story, then he's already got a story. Oh, no, I don't. It's better for you. I don't. You know guys like that, though, right? You're telling well, I'm a story. always the guy that tells the best story, so yeah, I don't so know if that Yeah, so you're your Tommy Topper. Yeah, yeah, I'm a Tommy right? Topper. So 
we call him Tommy Toppers. And this dude was like Tommy Topper and me the whole night about everything about our company. And then eventually he found, he figured out that like he really did have something that was better. And it was that he had an Instagram account and I didn't, I didn't even know what the fuck Instagram was. I thought it was a photo editing app, mm-hmm. like something to make you put a filter on your photo. It looked cool. You post it. Right. You know, I had no clue about how it worked. Right. And he's telling me like, oh yeah, dude, we're fucking killing it on Instagram blah, blah, blah. And he's making fun of me about like, oh, for such a business guy, you don't even know what Instagram is. Ha ha ha. And like all the, like just rubbing right. it in. Right. So like I was getting like pissed, but I wasn't showing it. Right. So, so immediately I start to like ask him questions. Cause like, I already know in my head, I'm going to figure this shit out and throw in your fucking face. Right. So I started asking him, well, how does this work? And how does that work while I'm pissed inside? Right. And, uh, anyway, so the next day I got up, I started a fucking Instagram account and, uh, and my whole mission was to learn Instagram better than this dude and, and grow to be bigger than this guy. And this guy had like, you know, 11,000 followers on his company page or something. This isn't like the muscle bound guy that looks like Homer Simpson, is it? You know who I'm talking about? No, but there's a lot of guys that look like that <laughs> Okay, in our industry. But well, there was a guy that run another supplement company no, no, no. that, there's a yeah. whole bunch of guys that run supplement companies that oh, look like okay. that. But, um, <laughs> But anyhow, so, uh, you know, I started Instagram. I started, you know, um, I started, I didn't really know what to do. And this actually leads right into the first point. Um, can, know, I make, can I make a quick clarification? Because yeah. I think just so people are tracking with us, in terms of social media, one of the things, Andy's not going to talk about necessarily approach. We're not talking about social media uh, strategy. We're literally talking about composing content. Right. 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 So I want I wanted people to be clear on that as we well, move forward. So so I didn't ignorance sometimes is the best thing, right? Yeah. Like I didn't know what to do. Right. So I just started posting my life. Right. And I started posting shit I was interested in and talking about shit I was interested in. And I just happened to be interested and always been interested in the, the success psychology and the principles of success. And so uh I started taking pictures of like our trucks here at first form or our warehouse or things and telling stories. Um, and that leads into the first principle, which is tell the truth. You know, nothing as entertaining or as compelling as the truth. People resonate with the truth. Too many of you guys overthink it. You try to create something instead of just being who you are. And, uh, you know, if you really want to get people's attention, you've got to tell the fucking truth. But the thing is about telling the truth is that, you know, a lot of people just don't know how to tell the truth because they're still trying to manufacture an image. And that comes from their personality in real life. You know, that's the people who go up to other people and try to be, try to like pretend they're somebody that this person might like instead of being authentic. And the funny thing about being authentic and telling the truth is, is it's fucking noticeable and it's attractive. So it works not, not just attractive in relationships, but in business. People want to do business with people who are authentic and tell the truth. And every single one of you guys knows when someone's telling you the truth versus when someone doesn't. It's that little gut feeling that you have that you're not sure what it is. That's somebody lying to you. That's somebody giving you bad vibes. And all of you have human lie detectors built in. That's why you naturally like people who tell the truth. You get a good vibe, you get a good feeling, and 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 you want to do things with that person, whether it's date them or do business with them. Um, it's very parallel. Uh, but one of the things I was going to say was is it's not just important. Uh, the thing that's so incredible about telling the truth in in today's day and age is that people are tempted to to present something about themselves that's not really accurate. And they're very tempted to to tell, frankly, lies about their products and services. But the great thing about 
telling the truth is it has staying power. In today's day and age, uh, you tell a lie, you, somebody's going to find it's gonna, out. It's going to come out. And you're going to have to pull pull down the information, pull down the post, you're going to change it. But if you tell the truth, that that's evergreen. Right. It's like, like you your mom and dad there. told you. You yeah. know, if you if you if you never lie, you never got to worry about somebody, you know, you never have to worry about covering it up and tell another lie. Right. You know, so that's the thing about lying is it's like a slippery slope, right? Like you tell one lie, then you tell another, then you tell another, then you tell another, and it eventually it unravels. And I'm guessing that since you started this two two or three years ago, and I know you weren't just on Instagram, you were also doing stuff on Facebook, very rarely, there might have been once or twice where you thought, eh, maybe I shouldn't have said that, but you've pretty much left up every post that you ever posted. Yeah. You know? Because you were true to yourself. Now, I'll repost shit. Like, right. Well, that's Okay, different. so like, I'll yeah. repost a post. Like, if it's been up for like a year and it was a very popular post and I've gained 100,000 followers since then, I'll take a post from a year ago and go repost it because right. there's new audience there. Right. You know, a lot of, and then the old audience, they'll always say, oh, you're reposting shit. Well, no shit, motherfucker. You should. Right. By the way, listen to me. You should do that. You should repost old content. You should go back and reuse your content because you made some fucking good content a long time ago and right. you got a new audience. So why the fuck would you not reuse it so that they can see it too? It makes perfect sense. So think that through, by the way. Small point, but when you repost yeah. it, do you use the same image? Uh, sometimes. Sometimes okay. I take a new image, okay. but maybe a similar image. Yeah. So um, so telling truth is very advantageous as well because of what you said though, man. Like everybody is so fucking used to like, lying that when you tell the truth it stands out it right. makes you stick it makes you memorable and people know uh not only that you're telling the truth but they appreciate it and they remember it because it's so fucking rare so telling the truth is a huge deal about your content don't try to manufacture some bullshit image don't try to manufacture some sort of you know um persona right you know don't try to be gary vaynerchuk don't try to be grant cardone don't try to be andy be you Right. You know, you don't have to curse and get all hype and do this and that. Like, dude, you could just be who you are and people will resonate with that. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people out there that have huge followings that, that, that don't act anything like these other guys act. They're just them. An authentic character, which is you, you're born with an authentic character, uh, is, is a very powerful asset. So, like, you know, the first point is realize that being true to yourself and being authentic and, and telling the truth to everybody and telling the real stories of your life is powerful. You know, you you might think, and we all have a tendency to think that nobody cares about our stories, but there's always a way to tell your story in an entertaining way if you type it out. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, there's there's a way to make it sound interesting. You just have to put some effort in doing that. So, so that's the first point of great content. It's got to be truthful, okay? Absolutely. Now, um, let's move on to the second point because I want to keep this real simple for everybody and real practical. So you can't say, Oh, all your podcasts are just about doing the fucking work <laughs> like a stupid motherfucker. As right? if that's a worthless thing to say. Exactly. <laughs> like, dude, if I could have reached through Instagram and punched this motherfucker in the face, I would have, that'd yeah. be the fucking work I would have done. So I, the second point is you got to identify your audience. Who are the people that you want to attract? Who is your content for what are you trying to do what is the purpose you know uh <clears throat> i could go on to my mfceo website or instagram account and post uh, a terrific recipe for fucking uh barbecue ribs but guess what nobody's going to resonate with that because that's not what my brand is that's not who i am it's not what i'm about um, it could be, you know, perfect recipe. It could be well written. It could make you fucking. It could make your mouth water, and it's still going to get 
half the fucking likes that that something else would get because even though it's a great post, it's not geared towards my audience that I've built. So you have to start from the beginning with an audience in mind. And really, I see if people try to they they try to create content for everybody. Like they try to create this content that's really cool for this one segment of audience. And then they look at it and then they start picking it apart and they say, man, you know what? That's really cool. But like, what about this person? What are they going to think? And they think about like their aunt, right. uh, their aunt right. from, you know, three generations ago. What's she going to think whenever she sees this? She's going to think I'm a dick. And so then they take the, the the content, they fucking chop it up to make it less interesting to the people who would have really loved it. And, and to make it more interesting to this aunt who isn't going to give a fuck either way. Right. And then they end up with some boring shit that nobody cares about. Right. Everybody does that. Right. So, you know, you have to remember, and that's a sub point of know who the content is for, is to to keep your content focused. Don't worry about the people who aren't going to be in that group. Don't worry about what they think because it's not for them. Eventually they'll unfollow you and you want to fucking worry about it. Or do what I do. Block the motherfuckers. When they make ignorant comments, block them out. I purposely post shit to bring the fucking haters out. Look, the people who don't agree so that they'll comment and I can figure out who they are and block them. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. It's like thinning of the herd. Right. So like, don't feel bad. And there's nothing wrong with blocking people. Like I, you know, sometimes like I've had some motherfuckers make like fake accounts and then come back on my page. I can't believe you blocked me. Well, dude, you're being an asshole. Right. What do you expect? I don't come on your page. You'd be an asshole. Don't feel bad about blocking people that are assholes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Constructive criticism, honest feedback in a respectful way. 100% awesome. But when you're an asshole, you get blocked. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. So That's why they put though, a fucking block feature in there. Right. Exactly. You know? So going back to what you were saying, though, because I want to draw a principle from this. You were saying with regard to the barbecue recipe, a lot of people are like, but Andy, it was awesome content. Awesome content has to be relevant. Has to be relevant. It has to be awesome for the right. That's right. Audience. Right. Relevant right. to your audience. Right. You know what I mean? And. Uh, you could always have like maybe one or two sub interests, but the best, like for me, right? Like I'll post entrepreneur videos and, and then I'll post a picture of my car, right? And then a picture of my dog. But outside of those three kind of posts, you won't see another kind of post on my page. Usually now you're starting to see fitness kind of posts because I'm getting in shape, but that, you know, so we've got little subcategories, but under those subcategories, the picture might be a subcategory, but most of the time I'll tell a story based around my main category under the caption, which is why when you see I talk, show a picture of my car, yes, I'm into cars, but I'll use the car to teach a lesson that has to do with entrepreneurship. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. And that that's a huge question. And you and I talked about it briefly in prep, uh, preparing for this. I mean... Obviously, social media is that weird thing where you're straddling like personal and professional. So you're going to have some interests that your that your followers don't necessarily have. No, but that's good because that shows people that you're a real person, right? Right. So like, and it might bring new followers. Exactly. You're going to attract some people that are interested in those things. They're going to find your content. Say, oh, you know what? This is cool shit. Okay. So so when you're when you're you don't want to be robotic. Like you see these guys on the, on Instagram and, and on YouTube and all this shit. And all they post is like memes, right? right? Motivational memes. That is not going to get you anywhere. That's not going to build you a real following. 
that's going to get you some likes and people are going to like it, but they're not going to know who the fuck you are and they're not going to buy your shit, which is ultimately what this is about, right? You want to monetize your content eventually. You want to become the expert, figure out how to monetize this shit, make some fucking money, okay? Right. Now, you can't do that with, without personal content. Now, if I just post a videos all day long, every single post is a motivational video, people would think I was robotic. And what they would do is they would not think I'm a, I'm a real person. They wouldn't have a, a personal connection to me. And eventually, the shit would get old, and they would go away. You see what I mean? Right. So by, by me posting, and I'm basically giving you guys my Instagram strategy here and content strategy. By me posting shit of my real life via Snapchat or Insta story, you know, I show uh, what I'm doing during the day. I show me working out. I show me, you know, doing the things I do instead of just like fucking words on a page, right? People relate and they connect. And so that's that's a very important, like, um, if we're going to talk about real concepts here, snap, using Snapchat and InstaStory, and InstaStory is going to smash Snapchat, by the way, mm-hmm. if they aren't already, um, to complement your your main platform content, whether that be uh, YouTube or Instagram or whatever, by showing what you really do helps create a connection with your audience so they feel like they know you, okay? Um Behind the scenes is a way to think about it, right? Mm-hmm. Now, uh, with that being said, you know, all of your content should be within the realm of your main focus. So like I was saying a minute ago, like when I post something about uh, my car, I'll tell a story about the car. Or I'll tell a story how I got the car. Or I'll tell a story about how people told me I couldn't get the car. Or I'll tell a story about how long it took to get or what I had to do and all these things that are relevant to the main point of, of being successful, right? Because that's what I'm known as. I'm known as a success entrepreneur uh, empowerment guy, right? That mm-hmm. no bullshit, blah, blah, blah. So all of my shit will tie into that somehow. Now, sometimes you'll see me post a picture of my dogs or my family, and I'll make a post about, you know, gratitude or about staying grounded or about, uh, you know, keeping things in perspective. And that's important in entrepreneurship. So even though it's not directly about making money, people value that because they see that those are things that matter still, and they don't feel like they're selling their soul to the devil for success, which you shouldn't. You know what I mean? So it helps round out the whole picture. So, like, everything I do is is by design. Absolutely. You know what yeah. I mean? And and it's authentic. It's the truth. So, I keep so I, I cover the first two points very clearly. I tell the truth. I use my real life. And I know exactly what I'm trying to accomplish and what my audience I'm trying to do. Yeah. Now, th- now if you watch other people, now, I'm not going to name names, but there's other people in, in what I would say the entrepreneur success space who are very fucking popular who... Their content is all highly produced. It's always the hustle, 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 right? They, I have no idea who you're talking right. about. And and it's always words on a meme or a video, and it doesn't show a well-rounded personality. It shows one aspect. And let me ask you something. Would you want that life? I wouldn't. Nobody no. fucking wants no. that life. Let me let me throw out. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. So let me throw out three other things that I, I, I know you agree with a thousand percent. Um these are three mistakes that people make too. You you mentioned that don't just uh, post memes like inspirational memes or motivational memes. The other thing I notice is that there are a lot of people who do a pretty good job of creating 
what I would call the talking head motivational videos like you do, like right. the little snip. The problem is they post them one after the next after the next. So visually, when you look at somebody's account, all you see is still shots of that guy, right. that dude. Right. Like literally, that's all. It's just this one monolithic visual. It right. just looks like crap. Right. Right. And you don't do that. You really, really mix it up with different things. Right. The other thing people do that. Uh, and like Grant, and now let me say this now. Now, and you're gonna. Some people say, "Well, yeah, well, those couple of those guys have twice as many followers as you." Let me tell you why. They've been on the fucking Instagram three years longer than I yeah. have. Second of all, they spend a fucking they spend twenty five thousand dollars every fucking three days to promote their page and other pages, which I don't spend any money. Right, right. My shit is organic. I, I would also argue, and maybe maybe this is wrong because I know that we the speed of business is very very you know very fast, and you can go, uh, you know, you can go from one platform to the next without even blinking, but. I also think we're in it for the long game, right? So I think a lot of a lot of people binge on that kind of content and then they move on. Yeah. But I think if you're if you do what you're doing, which is to no, mix, dude, mix look, it up, you're gonna keep look, people man, for the long haul. You, exactly. So it's it, it it flows with the idea of retaining people, right? We talked about that uh, in aggressive retention or retention aggression. We we you have to understand that people will get worn out on your shit if it's the same shit over and over and over. Like over and over and over. And you're like, you could do too much content, way too much. And there's people out there that do. They're posting literally 30 fucking times a day uh, across all platforms. And they're trying to create a a situation of omnipresence. I'm everywhere at once. And that's all you see is me. And that's good in theory. But the problem with that is, is that people get fucking tired of you. They're tired of your fucking face. They don't like the way you look. They don't like the way you fucking sound. They get annoyed with you. It's like that motherfucker that follows you around everywhere. And like everywhere you look, there he is. Like he's staring at you. And eventually you're like, dude, get the fuck off my back. You're in my personal space. And (laughs) right. right? And some of these, some of these social media quote unquote gurus are seeing that happen to them. You know, you're seeing it like you're seeing people say, dude, I'm fucking sick of that dude. Like in the comments, you know, and the comments always get deleted. But I mean, if you pay close attention, that's what you're seeing. Right. You know, and so by bombarding and bombarding and bombarding, you know, you can overdo it. So you have to understand and find, um, be very in tune with what a good balance of, of content amount is. You know, another thing I'm confused about, and this is off subject, but like how the fuck do these guys actually work? I saw the funniest video the other day that said, Oh, all you know, this content is just me uh, running my company. No, it fucking isn't. <laughs> it's you making fucking videos and memes all fucking day, which is time consuming. Yes, and yeah. posting it for, so, so you could get fucking, you know, boosted up. Like, dude, how the fuck do you run a? Co- I run a fucking company. You know, I'm not a social media fucking. That's an excellent point. Yeah, like, like, like I actually run a company. Actually, multiple companies. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I can't be on social media 27 hours a day. You know, right. like, right. and we can't even record you working because it's not exactly the most glamorous thing because you do most of the work through your phone. So be right. 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 Like, oh, you're going to sit here and right. fucking watch me on my phone. Right. You know, you're going to sit here and watch me and sitting in my brother's office talking about shit that we're going to do. Right. Like, you know, it's, it's, you have to, I mean, I could go off on some of these other dudes, but like you guys all know the shit I'm talking about. Right. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a bunch of people out there doing great shit right now. Gary doing great shit. Fucking Lewis putting out great content. Uh, Gerard Adams putting out great content. Uh, you know, there's dudes doing this shit the right way that's relevant content where they're not just selling you their fucking program. Um, 
some of these dudes do sell a program and that's okay because they've done shit. Right. You know what I mean? But like, you know, and by the way, I'm always a backer of someone who sells info products if they've actually built something. Right. Um, uh, there's a lot of guys out there and I'm not afraid to share, you know, one of my, like I said, you know, don't do memes all the time, which my buddy Steve Mayer, agent Steven does memes all the time. That's why his page isn't verified. That's why he's not, that's why he has a million something followers with no verification because it's not a real personality, but he doesn't want that because, because Steve is running a business his own life and he's very private. Hmm. So that's okay. That's what he wants. I'm speaking if, uh, you know, if you want to become your own brand or your company's brand or the expert in your industry. Uh, but Steve, I like Steve's content. I share a lot of his content because mm-hmm. it's fucking good, man. Yeah, no, it and is that dude's good. really fucking smart, too. Yeah. Um, like yeah, you've, you've mentioned him before. Yeah, very, very smart. Um, everybody knows Agent Steven's page. I mean, it's yeah. a huge page. But, uh, yeah. but if you go out and try to copy that, you're never going to build your own brand because people don't know you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, you have two extremes right there. That's two extremes. You have Agent Steven, you have Gary. Right. Mm-hmm. Gary's so fucking focused and so on his own that he could burn you out on his content. Right. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he's doing something right because he's fucking doing really well. Right. Agent Steve is doing really well, but he's never going to be known as that. He's never going to have that personal clout brand that you're that a lot of guys are trying to build right now. So you've got two extremes. Right. You want to kind of mix those two together. Right. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Balance. Right. Um. I had some things I was going to say about structure, well, but let, I, let, I could say that later. Let's let's no, we can go into that, but let's recap, right? Tell okay. the truth. Yeah. Know your fucking audience. Right. All right. Stick to that. Be human. Right. Show your humanity. Show your real life. Be vulnerable. Don't be afraid to share your real shit because that's what people resonate with. Whatever you're really feeling, whatever you're really, uh, you know, struggles you're really going through, be real with that shit because other people are going to say, "Fuck yeah, dude, I know what that's about." Yeah. Right. But in a positive, not Absolutely. a moping way. Yeah. No bitch. Yeah, yeah. No. You know yeah, what I yeah. mean? All right. So let's talk about structure for a minute. Yeah. So when I'm, you know, when you give me all this content and when I'm working on different people's uh, books and such, one of the standard go-to structures is something called Monroe's Motivated Sequence. And I, I would tell your your our listeners here, guys. Look up Monroe's Motivated Sequence. It's, it's a tried and true method of structuring something. Basically, it's attention, grab people, all right? The very next thing is you, you help, you identify a need, then you satisfy the need, then you visualize, like you, you say, hey, so what would it look like if you all started using uh, level one protein powder? And then you maybe address a, an objection, and then you have a call for action. And I didn't really illustrate all that, but it's pretty straightforward. And like I said, if you look up, just Google Monroe's Motivated Sequence. It's a time-tested, like it's literally rooted in ancient rhetorical principles that go back to Aristotle. Attention, identify need, satisfy the need, visualize what it would look like if people you know, did what you said. Yes. A- address an ob- objection and then call to action. That, okay, so I want to I say visualize what it would look like. That's a key point in, relative, in relevant content. Every time I write a post or make a post or make a video, I watch it and I think, all right, I go back to point two, know the audience, and I try to put myself as one of them. What are they going to think? How are they going to react to this? What is the reaction going to be? And that's, you know, you've got to be able to play that role so that you you can predict if this is going to be good or bad. A lot of people just post mindless shit, which actually brings me to the third point, mm-hmm. okay? And I want you to remember these two fucking words. If you're taking notes, write these two words down. Make 
and take. And what I mean by that is like we've all read these posts that, you know, we look at and it's got a really cool picture. Um, and then underneath you read it. And by the way, captions fucking matter. When I first started on Instagram, yeah. everybody yelled at me. So your captions are too long. Now everybody's doing long captions. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, but captions fucking matter. Okay. I could post a picture of my dog shit, and if I wrote a great caption, it's going to get 15,000 likes. Right. All right? It's truth. <laughs> no, it is true. Uh, while you're on captions- My audience, real- my audience is, wants the caption. My right. audience don't give a fuck about the picture. Right. That's my audience. When they tag right. people in your photos, I know it's caption, my, bro. I know my <laughs> right. fucking audience. Right. They love the caption. I got a smart audience. You motherfuckers listen to me and watch my shit are smart. You know how to fucking read. Half these motherfuckers on Instagram don't know how to read or write. Right. And this is going to bring my point up right here. We've all seen these pictures, right? You guys see this a lot with the Instagram models. Beautiful fucking female, super fucking smoking hot. And then, like, it's like a Bible quote. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. And you're like looking at it and you're like, why don't you just say, like, damn, this picture's hot? You know what I'm saying? I look good. Right. Yeah, yeah, like, right. dude, that, I would like that more. Like, if someone would just own their shit and be like, fuck yeah, this shit is hot. Or at least a relevant Bible verse. But like, behold, they were <laughs> yeah. they were naked and unashamed. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> right, dude. Like, write something that's, like, relevant. And, and, and if you can't write anything relevant, at least go back to point number one. Right. Or just tell the truth. If you look fucking good, say, damn, I look fucking good. I like that. Other right. people like that. And there, you know, some people are going to say, oh, that's conceited. Hey, man, it is what it fucking is. If you right. look good, you look fucking good. Right. So you Just said there were key, two key words. Right. Did I miss it? Make and okay. take, right? Make and take. Okay. Make a point. All right. Be strong with the point that you make. Don't write this fucking weak ass bullshit because you're afraid of what Aunt Martha is going to think of it. Make a fucking strong point and take a stand. Don't ride the fence. Don't try to create a caption based for fucking. of the people, like I've always said and told you guys, 50% of the people are not going to like you, no matter what the fuck you do. It's A good example is Republican, Democrat. If you're a fucking Democrat, you're usually, your mind is made up. All this billion dollar campaign bullshit is useless. How many fucking people do you know personally that are registered Democrats that actually change their mind or registered Republicans that actually change their mind? It's fucking 4% of the population by statistical fact. It's 4% out of 100. Why the fuck are you going to try to appease 4% of the people with your content when you should just go for the fucking 48% that are going to fucking love you? Make content for that 48% and fuck the rest of them. Right. Okay? So make a point. Be clear with your fucking point. Be clear with what you're trying to to explain. And take a stand on the point. Don't ride the fence. Nobody likes riding the fence. You can't get passionate about riding the fence. Nobody's going to fucking be passionate about your product or your brand or following you if you ride the fucking fence. Be polarizing, okay? Be the person who takes a stand because most of society won't. It's going to make you stand out just like telling the truth will. All right. Absolutely. Let me add something to that. Just from the standpoint of a writer, when it comes to writing a thesis, there's a difference between making an observation and having a thesis. An observation that's even if it's opinionated is something like saying Taylor Swift is awesome. Well, that that's an opinion and that's basically an observation. A thesis is something like what you're saying is taking is taking a stand and being specific. Based on her romantic lyrics, Taylor Swift is the greatest lyricist who has ever lived. And that is a specific, pointed 
thesis. It, you want to impale people you're with your You're making a point. You're making a point. And you're taking a stand. Right. And you're going to have people that disagree with you. Right. And they're going to say, no. And, but you're going to start a discussion. And when right. you start discussions, you become relevant. Right. And you want to be specific. Right. Sharp. Yes. Agree 100%. So make and take. Make a point. Take a stand. That's what's going to create people to passionately follow your content. Right? So that's point three. Point one is tell the truth. Point two is know your audience. Point three is make and take. Okay? Now we're going to move on to point four. All right? Now, before you create your content, you have to ask yourself, what's going to be the best approach to persuading people? How are you going to uh, get people to resonate with your content? Is it going to be through authority? Is it going to be through logic? You're going to explain it? Or is it going to be through emotion? All right, those are three ways that you can get people to resonate with your content. You can either tell them the way it fucking is, which I do a lot, and that's effective. Yeah, if, yeah. You, if you have the if you have the credibility I, I, to I say, you know, I mean, right. parents do it all the time hey. because I said so. That's right. And you, you know? know what? I do have the credibility, so I get to fucking say that. If you don't right. have credibility, you're probably going to have to explain yourself a little more, which means logical logical explanation. All right, you're going to have to convince people. Um, or you could appeal to their emotion. You can make something that's emotionally compelling. And that could be the combination and should be the combination of a picture, video, and a caption. Don't rely on one or the other. Try to make both fit together. That's where great content is going to come together with emotion. Can I make a point about that? I, uh, and unfortunately, I'm going to use an example that's a, a, a sort of a tragic thing with the the thing that recently happened to Jenna and Chris Fail. You know, like uh, yeah. with the, Okay, so so they these guys they're they're, they're good house, friends of ours. Yeah, they're good friends. They're part of the Legion of Boom. You right. know, first form. Right. The family. They're outside sales reps. Right. For, for and the company. they and their and their house burned down. It was really tragic. They lost their pets. Right. Yeah. Is both that, a dog right? and a cat. So so there were some appeals going out for to help you know basically to help them that would be in a completely inappropriate time to just base your appeal on logic like well here's what they lost in terms of financial losses and here's here here's a here's a list of the the itemized things no you you appeal to these are people we love they're part of our family that's we right. stand by our family right that's where you say that's that's the best approach to to moving people. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Whereas other times you you are going to say, okay, I just need a more measured approach. I need to just well, hear the facts. I think I think great. I think if you're going to be a Does that great, makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it makes sense to me. Um, I think if you're going to become a great persuasive brand builder of either your personal brand or your company's brand, it's going to require all three of those. Mm-hmm. Now, depending where you are along your progress, the authority one is going to be limited. You know, if you're just starting out on day one and you're trying to you're trying to talk to people like you're the authority, you're gonna get a lot of fucking pushback. You're gonna get a lot of arguments. You're gonna get a lot of fights. You're gonna get a lot of negative comments because people are gonna be like, "Dude, who the fuck are you? You don't have any credibility." So the authority one comes with credibility. Now with logic or emotion, if you're just starting out, those are really good ways to go because you like like let's say you know you're starting a new company, you can explain why you're better or what is compelling about your company or the, and you can appeal to the logic and also the emotion. But trying to speak like you're the authority is very hard to do. In fact, one of the most effective things you could do when you're just starting out is own the fact that you're not the authority yet. Right. You know what I mean? I'm right. not I'm I you know what? I don't know all the answers, but I'll find out for you. You know, that's an extremely effective technique when you're becoming good in sales. Right. You know what? I don't fucking know. Right. You know why? Because it goes back to point number one. 
which is tell the truth. Right. When you bullshit people and try to pretend you're the authority when you're not, people know it. And that makes you, that discredits you and makes people not trust you. Right. Which breaks down the loyalty aspect of people wanting to do business with you. Right. You mentioned loyalty and that that's the flip side of authority though. That authority, when you can't base your authority on credibility, you can base it on relationship. You can base it on, well, okay, at this point, Bob may not, you know, be a millionaire, but I know that I can trust Bob. So if Bob says, I, you know, you can trust me. So do this for me. You know what I'm saying? Like you can base your authority. Yeah, on you a relationship. can. That's dangerous though. Yeah. Because, because you better be a fucking authority before you fucking start talking like an authority. Because if you speak like an authority and give people a sense of confidence and you're not, and then you make a mistake, they ruin the trust forever. I, I see what you're saying. I'm, I'm, I guess maybe I'm talking about something different, but that's that's okay. I, I too many people of, try to be the authority when they're not qualified to be the authority. You right. find this out, and you see this a lot in politics. Like mother, pretty much, you know, every motherfucker out there, right. they pretend like they're an expert and they try to tell you where, the way it is. And instead of like learning and being open and actually growing, they try to win the conversation by being authoritative. How much further would you get if you actually? wrote a, an uh, had an open slate conversation in politics based on logic and an actual emotional appeal. You know, you get people to hear your view. The problem, the reason people don't respond well in politics is because everybody tries to win. It's not about winning. Right. It's about growing. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, absolutely. I think what I was trying to say is that sometimes when we're trying to persuade people, we can persuade them because we know all the answers, but other times we can persuade them simply on the strength of our character. Like, they, they, they know we're good people. Right. They know we have no, the best. No, I get that. Yeah, that's, I get that's that. I'm just saying you don't want to... Be, authority comes later, man. Right. Like, authority comes when you start to become a legitimately an expert with the experience. Right. You know what I mean? So for most of you out there, when you, when you create content, Try to, go, it, try to go the logical and the logic emotional Logic and emotion, yeah. and, and if you can combine the two, that's, right. that's a killer combination. Yeah, like, combination. dude, I know a couple young entrepreneurs that I follow, you know, uh, in our industry, and they try, to, they try to speak like the authority, and they just started out a year ago, you know, and it doesn't work. It comes right. off cheesy, because everybody's like, dude, you're fucking 21. Like, right. you're not the fucking authority, right. you know what I mean? Um, so work with what you have, and let, and let the sliding scale naturally evolve, you know right. what I mean? Right. That's why you see people when they adopt personas, like we talked about, uh, about being authentic and telling truth in the first point, you know, that's why you see people who try to be other people. They try to be Grant or they try to be Gary or they try to be Andy. They try to develop these personas. That's why nobody fucking, that's why they get tuned out because people are like, well, dude, this guy, who the fuck is this guy to talk like that? Because right. all three of us use authority heavily. We use our credibility and what we've built and what we've done and, and we're able to speak with authority. And like, dude, that's an, a huge, that, I do 90% of my shit is authority based, but I've earned that right. You know, if you haven't earned that and you haven't built that and you haven't come, you know, to that part of your journey, it's not going to be an effective way to communicate. Right. So just remember that it's a very, it's a very effective, uh, way to present your content, but you have to be of a p position of credibility to do it that way. Absolutely. So, yeah, Absolutely. You want me? Okay, so uh, so I wanted to share another structure that's very helpful for you guys. It's called the I, we, point, we, you. And uh, I actually stole it from a preacher who uses this, but he uses a little different version of it. And basically the idea is like this. It's I, we, point, we, you. So basically you start and say, you know, the other day I was, you know, having trouble getting along with my wife. And you tell a personal story and you kind of 
open yourself up, which which establishes a connection with your audience. And then you say we, you transfer it from a personal thing to kind of a universal thing where you're saying, you know, all of us have a different difficult time getting along with one another. And then you make, you know, some different uh, illustrations. And then you go into your point and you just deliver it and you say, but you know what? What I've learned is that principle number one, two, three is really easy uh, to implement that helps improve your relationships. And then once again, you go to the we and you visualize what would it look like if we all put these principles into practice and you just paint a picture for people. And then the last thing is again, you, you say, this is what I'm asking you to do. Call to action. It's very similar to Monroe's motivated sequence, but this structure actually emphasizes the connection that you have interpersonally with somebody by kind of telling a story right up front. So it's I, we, make your point, we, you. And if you want to look it up, there's a the great book called Communicating for a Change by Andy Stanley. You could take a look at that book. But does that make sense to yeah, you? Yeah, so I want to point this out too on the two structure parts that we covered. And when you're first starting out and writing content, you know, this shit, it feels very methodical or technical, and it is, right? Yeah. Okay? So, like, you should look at it that way. A lot of people think, like, oh, Andy, you just write, you just, you just write great shit. And, you're, dude, when I started writing, I started with technical formulas just like you're going through and structures. Right. right. And, and eventually, it's just like anything, they become habit, and they right. become part of what you do. So if you go back and, and dissect some of the content that I do, you'll see patterns in the content, not, you know, like this. And that's just something that I do naturally now. But when I first started, you guys, it was very weird for me too. So it feels fucking weird, right? Right. You sit down, you try to write out like I, we, point, we, you, and put these little two sentence uh, parts together to create something that fits that structure. And it feels weird as shit. Right. But that's normal. Let me ask you this. What's your favorite movie of all time? Oh man, dude, that's that's a really hard question. Just throw throw at a a favorite movie. A fa- Saving Private Ryan. Saving Private Ryan. One of my favorite movies of all time is Braveheart. Another favorite movie for most people of all time is the Star Wars movies. Guess what? There are literally thousands of different movies. They all have the same fucking plot. Well, they ha- they all have very similar plots, and they're all based on a three act structure. Right. And so, if people say, you know, why, why do I have to learn this formula stuff? Because it works. That's what I meant. And because you, plot structure. Yeah. It, it you you it it works. Right. So learn learn the structures and then tweak it to your use. Right. Because because that's what they're there for. Right. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. Right. So. Um, but but like what well, I was wondering, everybody know like it feels weird for everybody when you first start. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Um, the last point that I want to cover is point five. So right now we're sitting at number one, tell the truth. Number two, know your audience. Number three, make a point and take a stand. Number four, use authority, logic, or emotion and decide which which way you're going to write your content, what point of view. Uh, and number five, guys, this is a huge point, okay? There is a massive difference between writing conversationally and writing sloppily. All right. A lot of people and it's an art. It isn't something that uh, you just do. Like a lot of people will say, dude, man, I can I can hear your voice when whenever you write your content. Well, yeah, that's because I know what the fuck I'm doing. Like, it's not just me throwing some barfing some words onto a post. It's me knowing my style, knowing how to make it sound that way. And it's you know, I feel like we're in like like. English class right now, right, but right. you know, and I might not be the best at grammar, but I know how to write to where it sounds like it's coming from me. Right. You know what I mean? And those things need to be congruent. Um, you know, I don't, I don't try to, uh, 
you know, over impress people with my intelligence through my grammar. I try to make my voice sound like my fucking voice. You know what I mean? Right. So that's extremely important, guys. Don't just throw shit out there. If you're doing something that's incongruent with your actual voice, especially if you do a lot of video like YouTube or Instagram videos or you're on a podcast and you want people to like relate, if you're too, if you're writing and your voice style are not congruent, it won't make sense to people. So you have to understand like throwing out some sloppy shit that you didn't think about, you know, and I see that people do this all the time. Like I have people copy my captions, like literally I bust them like at least once a week, copying my straight up captions onto their Instagram posts with their picture. And I'm laughing because I'm like, dude, not only is that fucking rude and wrong, but you're only doing yourself a disservice because when you copy other people's shit, people, A, they know it's not you talking. B, they know that's not your style. And C, you're you're limiting the development that would naturally become your greatest asset, which is your own fucking voice. So quit trying to plagiarize other people's characters and their voices and their sayings and develop yours. And then you're going to have a tool, just like I have a tool. Absolutely. You know, my tool has brought me all kinds of success. Dude, we've got one of the top-rated podcasts. I've got one of the best Instagram accounts. I get asked to speak with all these famous fucking people all the time and do all this cool shit because I've become my own product. And you have to let yourself become that. And when you copy somebody and you try to be somebody else or a version of this or try to be like this person, you're limiting your own development. You know? Absolutely. And, and so this kind of got off point, but... Well, what I want to say real quick is sometimes you'll hear people say, well, yeah, but I mean, in today's social media, everything's really like, you know, unproduced and it's, 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 it's real raw. So it's okay if, if I'm kind of like stream of consciousness. No, because the reality is even as casual as we've gotten on the internet, the reality is, is if a person, especially a person who's claiming to be in business, but if a person has misspelled words or typos, your, your response to that is, this person is an idiot. idiot. Yeah. Now, <laughs> now, dude, I will say this too. Don't write your fucking Instagram posts and your long form content in text talk. Like, no. Like when oh I gosh. hate when people fucking do that. <laughs> like when they say though and they fucking type tho or you know all the little fucking bullshit that like the abbreviation. Right. Don't do that in long form content. You sound like a fucking idiot. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Like you sound literally like a moron. Yeah. So. Use the real words. Yeah. So go on. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, 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 no. That's fine. So I, I, I was going to actually ask you to add a bonus point, but you tell me if we have time. Well, what's the bonus point? I'll tell you. Well, the bo- bonus point is we have forty-seven seconds. Okay. Okay. Well, so, the bonus point, and I actually wanted to. I give, actually want to hit at least one or two questions at the end of this because I know we got some on the email. Oh, okay. So give me this, and then we'll do some questions. Okay. Okay. So. And then I also wanted to give Tyler thirty seconds because I do think with all the video stuff he does. I think any quick best practices you could you could share, you can think about that just in a second. But, I got a question I'm going to ask him okay. that's going to cover that. Okay. My, my thing is, at the end of the day, if people do nothing else, sharing a personal story that something they learned, you know, so and you do that really well, like whether it's telling you the kill, kill, kill story or the Kool-Aid story dude, or whatever. That's what I'm talking about. So though. like tell the truth, be authentic. Like, dude, we all have interesting stories and content. But do you have a nat- do, you, do you have kind of a best practice for how to tell a story effectively? Um, it goes there's back definitely to po- some books that it, people can can read that. I think OK, are well, you can recommend those. But yeah. I think for me, I, I do have a natural storytelling ability. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm 
like, uh, and this is, like, dude, if you go out and have beers with me, I'm going to entertain the fuck out of you. Like, I'm going to tell you a lot of fucking stories, and you're going to laugh your ass off. Yeah. That's a natural character trait of mine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anybody who's, like, friends with me. We need to tell more stories on the I know, podcast. but, like, you, you met my dad. He's yeah, a good yeah. storyteller. Oh, yeah. Like, that's where I get it from. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, storytelling is sort of something that I just do naturally. So, I've never, I like, re, I've never had to go back and, like, try to figure out how to do that. So... Uh, for those of you who aren't natural storytellers, how can somebody become better at that? Well, I, First, I, I, I could tell. It, it requires living and well, doing living, stuff. Living well, yeah, is very yeah. important. But, but I mean, so a lot if of you these... sit in your mom's basement, eat fucking licorice all day, and fucking right. I think that's play a huge Call thing of Duty, was... you, you know, drink Red Bull, you, you don't have anything to fucking talk about. Right. So that's a given, right? right. You got to live an interesting life. Well, I would say a, a, a just across the board, a general principle is emotion in the speaker, emotion in the hearer. And what I mean by that is enthusiasm, tell, enthusiasm and tell a story that you that you feel deeply, whether, right, whether it, like, it be funny, whether or it's emotional, funny or, 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 pa- or painful, right? Exactly, because F- you're gonna you're gonna that's gonna necessarily be infused into you telling that story, and you're gonna know it well, and you're not gonna need to really think about it too much. You're just gonna tell it, and uh, that. So, so I mean, they always say in writing, you know, tears in, tears in the uh, writer, tears in the reader, and I mean, it, it transfers over into the general principle of storytelling, emotion in the teller emotion in the hearer and and that's that's my basic but other than that uh so peter goober's book tell to win how do you how to use stories to get get ahead in business and life link that book in the bio for the the oh i absolutely will and then nancy duarte has a book called resonate which is really good and uh, one of the key points that she makes like in terms of content is you are not the hero like when you're trying to motivate other people you are not the hero of the story. Your listeners are the hero of the story, and you're Yoda. They're Luke Skywalker, and you're Yoda. And you've done a lot. Of, you've done a really good job. Like in the whole MF CEO project, you've always said, "Guys, I'm the mentor. You guys are the ones out doing it." And and you've kind of positioned yourself as Yoda. And I think that's the way to do it. It's not, oh, it's all about me. I'm the hero. I'm and the you center see of the so story. much of that shit right, on, on right. fucking content wise. And, and it's like, not nobody effective. gives a fuck if you went to the store and made a fucking salad. Absolutely. Like no one cares. Right. And no one also cares about the same fucking story 70 times. Right. Like I see people in fit this is in the fitness industry. It runs rapid. People who post transformation photos every fucking day right. of themselves. Every day. Realize that you're talking to the same people every day. And those same people, that's not new people that you haven't got. That's the same people. Right. So for them, you get what I'm saying? Absolutely. If you tell someone, like, dude, think of it in real life. What if every time I saw you, I told the same fucking story? What eventually happens? You start to see, you would see me coming and you turn around and go the other way. Like, that's what happens with social. Like, think about that when you tell the same fucking story every day. When you post the same fucking before and afters or the same fucking, uh, you know, selfie or this or that every day, not only are you not making it about them, but you're you're turning them off so much that they're going to be like, oh, (laughs) not this motherfucker again. Like, I'm I'm fucking out of here. Right. That's what I was trying to say about bombarding people with the same sort of content when we were talking earlier. You know, Absolutely. like, dude, when you see it coming, you're like, oh, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I fucking heard it, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? To kind of build on that, too. One thing I was going to say is, you know, don't force content. You're going to look at people like Andy or Grant or, uh, you know, uh, Gary, and you're going to see all this well-produced content. And you're not going to have that in the beginning more right. more so than likely. That goes along with the question I want to ask you. So, like, like a lot of people, they make excuses and they say, well, I don't have fucking Tyler, or I don't have a D-Rock, or I don't have uh, a, a guy that follows me around and produces this badass content. All right, so let's solve that right now. 
you're going to have to learn how to do it yourself. You're going to have to learn how to do shit yourself. So what are some tools and apps that people can download on their phone and on their computer that, that they would need to learn to create good content? And I, I mean, when I'm just, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm lucky because I, you know, I'm in a situation where, well, I'm not lucky. I'm just in a situation where I've earned the position to have somebody like you or, you know, Dave or fucking Adam help build that content, you know? But if I was starting out, I didn't have the income or the ability to pay you guys or hire somebody like that. And you're just starting out on your own. Tell these guys like some basic shit that they should start working on to learn. I mean, I mean, let's get really fucking basic here. If, if, that, I, basic. If basic you have an shit. iPhone yeah. that can do 90% of what I do with you. Yeah. Almost, almost better than this $5,000 camera most of the time. Right. Like, you, you know, do super slow-mo. So, and, so tell people the app. So, I mean, literally the... The app is the camera app. Okay. You know, I mean, that has almost everything that you need. Uh, iMovie, which is an app that can, can you edit do with that. You can edit the videos. You can splice clips together. You can you can create videos on there. Okay. And there's tutorials on YouTube on how to do oh this. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's right. how I learned everything that exactly. I know. So, like, guys, you have all the tools. We say this all the time. Absolutely. So, any other apps besides well, iMovie? Well, I mean, also, and- I think a lot of people underutilize... Uh, the timer function on their phone. You don't even have to ask somebody to hold the phone. You can literally set it up. There's suction cups you can buy to put it on your mirror, or your, right. you know, put it up wherever and set the timer to 10 seconds, pose, you got a picture. Right. So I I think that's a very underutilized, uh, you know, tool inside a phone was right. timer. Uh, Photoshop's great for if okay. you want to okay, go so into. F- so Photoshop's a little bit more advanced. Yeah. You're going to spend some money on it. It's not cheap, Right. Oh, you! I'm talking about on your phone, oh, the okay. actual app. I okay. think it's like four ninety nine or oh, some okay. shit. Okay. But it just it allows you to enhance your pictures, and that's what I was going to say. Is earlier when it comes to forcing content, like if you've got low quality photo or you know something that's questionable, don't fucking post it. I agree. Yeah. What's the number one problem because, people well, make? With, so wait, oh, let's sorry. talk about intermediate. But people think they have to post like every single day. No. People think they need to post like seven times a day. Right. And like I haven't posted in days and like I, I'm Dude, not worried here's, about you have that. To remember. I know the gay community is in an uproar. Yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so Tyler does have an extreme amount of gay followers <laughs> and that's totally cool. But I'm just saying it's because he wears his sister's shorts all the time. But dude. <laughs> They're shorter than my sister's. <laughs> but dude, let's be real, man. Like um, good content starts with a good image. Yeah. You know, if you have a shitty image, it's not going to work because right. you got to have something to catch people's attention, like Vaughn talked about in his first structure talk. Now, I personally think, and I've told you this before, that great editing, great photography, uh, the ability to create video content is going to become the most in-demand fucking job in the next 10 years. No question. There's no question. So if you're looking for something to learn a skill, there's... I'll tell you two skills you need to learn. One, you need to learn how to edit fucking video, shoot video, edit video, shoot photos, edit photos. Now, you were sitting at my computer yesterday, and I showed you a very simple thing yeah, on how I to extend it up a clip. easy. It was, yeah. It's almost No, I thought mindless. about it today. I'm like, dude, I'm going to have him start teaching me how to do my own shit. Yeah, it's so easy. Right. So you can fire him? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so I do have to ask, Tyler, is there, a, is there a trick? I mean, obviously, you can use Photoshop, but one of the things that... I almost never watch is if people have their lighting is just horrible. Like well, I mean, recording and in they look photography like and video lighting is everything. Well, technically sound is everything. If you're doing video content, sound is always going to 
supersede image quality because mm-hmm. if you have horrible sound, who the fuck wants to listen to that? Right. At least you can not look at the screen but still get the information through the audio. Right. Uh, but yeah, lighting lighting is so key. It's not even funny. That's why movies look like movies. And that's mm-hmm. why you know your video phone looks like the <laughs> a right. video shot on a phone. Right. Is there a app that does pretty decent uh, lighting fixes? No, you just need to understand light sources and you know, like backlighting and all that stuff that just makes very contrasty and horrible photos. And these are things I, I think we should point out. And I think you essentially just taught yourself with YouTube and yeah, and yeah. literally. So hours anybody can do this. You don't have to pay five thousand dollars to go to some sort of Photoshop. Fuck no, uh, any, if, yeah, yeah. If anybody goes to school for that shit, you're stupid. Well. Uh, guys, if you're not following us on social media, do Andy is at Andy Frisella on Instagram, MFCEO dash one on Snapchat, and then Andrew Frisella on Facebook, Facebook.com forward slash Andrew Frisella. If you, uh, there's no dot, isn't there? No. no. Oh, there isn't. Okay. So Andrew, uh, forward slash Andrew Frisella. Tyler is at my Tyler, M A I underscore T Y L E R. I'm at Vaughn Kohler, V A U G H N K O H L E R for everything Instagram, Snapchat, and uh, I don't know what else I have. I guess that's it. But you did one other thing. Uh, Andy did want some apps. So if you do have a Mac, get Final Cut Pro if you're going into video editing. It is most user friendly, it's cheap, it's 200 bucks. Definitely well worth the investment. Okay, now. We had some questions because we started the, the email questions at the MFCEO. Today, we had a very practical podcast. And as you know, some days it will be mindset. Those are also practical podcasts. You have to remember that. Like how to think is just as important <laughs> as how to do. So today was a very practical, technical podcast. Our next podcast may be something completely different. It has to do with mindset. That's the great thing you're going to get here. You're going to get a mix of self-improvement and actual entrepreneurship. Now, those things are both important, but we struggle all the time. Which category do we fit in? Do we fit in fucking self-help or do we fit in entrepreneurship? We chose entrepreneurship because I feel like all these things are relevant to that. I'm pretty sure if we were in self-help, we'd have the number one podcast in the fucking world. Probably. But here's the deal. We set up an uh, email address for you guys to send your questions in because I want to make sure that we're providing you guys with the real answers. So it's questions at the MFCEO.com. Do, I want to do at least a couple questions. Sure. I hey, you're you're the man yeah. with the So time I know we've crunch. stretched over an hour here, but yeah. I want I want to commit to these people that we're gonna answer their yeah, questions. Yeah, I'm, I'm so cool. let's let's do let's do like one or two depending on how long they are. All right. Do you have them in front of you? No, you gotta open the oh, fucking email, okay. bro. <laughs> well, I thought you He's had... sending you sending them to you telepathically. All right, you might have to edit this part out. All right, let me get let me get into it here. Yeah, so just edit out this. uh... Okay. All right. Let me read the. uh... Okay, questions for drop shipping versus buying inventory when starting e-com. Well, no, I'm I'm just gonna read them the different options, and you tell me. So I want you. Oh. So drop shipping. Just fucking, just fucking hit me with the raw, like, and Uh, then also say who they're from. 
do you know anything at, about e-commerce? What about it? Uh, when starting an e-commerce store, how do you get started when you have little capital? Most online e-commerce have 100 plus products, which requires a lot of capital. Drop shipping is sometimes an option, but then from my research shows most retailers, competitors, are priced so aggressive I can't even get 5 to 10% markup. Right. Yeah, I can talk about that. Okay. So I'll read the whole question, okay. and then I'll tell you. Okay. All right. Get, let's do two. Okay. So try to find one. one. That's like a practical one. Yeah. Try to find one that's like mindset too. Okay. All right. So let's. Okay. This is the uh, first question by Randy Fuentes. And he says. Randy! And he says, uh, Dear MFers, when starting an e commerce store, how do you get started when you have little capital? And then he says, Most online e commerce uh, stores have 100 plus products, which requires a lot of capital. Drop shipping is sometimes an option. But then from my research, it shows that most retailers or competitors are priced so aggressively that I can't even get a 5 to 10% markup. Can changing the game and selling two to three products work? What are your thoughts? Absolutely. Absolutely. You're comparing yourself right now, Randy, to um, you're the normal dude trying to start a business. You're comparing yourself to the guys who have been doing it for three or four years or five years or 10 years. And you can't do that. Every single person who starts out, whether it's brick and mortar or e-commerce, starts out with one or two or three core products. And then what they do is they go out and they sell enough of those products, roll the profits of those products into inventory, and you, you extend your line out from there. Now, with drop shipping, guys, like, you know, that you, you heard what Randy said. It makes it hard to compete. You know, I, I, a lot of people can do it. Um, I have found that that it is just easier and more profitable um, to ship the products yourself. We ship all our products ourselves. We fulfill all our products ourselves. And guess what? We started with one product, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the thing with with online e-tailing is like you you aren't going to make the margin that you would make in brick and mortar because the internet hasn't settled down yet. Most of the internet's not charging sales tax yet, which creates an unfair advantage. Most of the distributors are cutting crazy deals to these dudes that are doing huge volume, not realizing that they're hurting the fucking little guys who are running, you know, mom and pop type businesses, even online. So, uh, Randy, I know you want to be like the big dog because we all, hey, that's like Randy Jackson, right? He wants to be the big dog, you know, which by the way, Randy Jackson's cool as fuck. I spent some time with him last time I was in LA. Um, but everybody wants to be the big dog right away. But dude, it's just like any other business. You know, you got to sell one product. You take the profits of that product. You sell enough of it. You roll it into a second product. You know, we didn't start out with the with first form a complete line. We started out with one flavor of one protein powder. You know what I mean? Then we we sold enough of that. Uh, you know that we created another protein flavor. It's a gross of patience. One. Yes, and it just takes time. So, like thinking of it any other way is very discouraging. So, like, dude, take your take your focus off of the big picture of trying to be the big dog, and focus on being the best little dog you could be right now, and and work with that because that's what's going to ultimately happen. Awesome. All right, thanks, Randy. And it's totally possible. That's how most businesses start. Like, if you're a no-capital dude, like I've always been, I've never had anybody invest in me, you, that's how you have to do it. But let me tell you the positive of that. Nobody ever owns your shit. I don't have to report to anybody. And yeah, it took me a lot longer, but, but at the same time, I'm still a young man. You know what I mean? So it's worth it. So if you're going to do it that way, 
Um, the other option is if you're going to be a, a low margin e-tail guy, you got to become really good at fucking marketing and sell high volume. But I've always found that that's just, uh, that's more of a pipe dream than anything. Most people can't succeed at that. So, uh, you got to connect with somebody whose profession is, is internet marketing, you know, like affiliates and things like that, that can do that for you. But, um, but at the end of the day, man, you start with one, you make some profit, you roll that profit in number two. You make some more profit, you roll that profit in number three, and after a few years of doing that, hustling, you got a full line, a full, you know, you've got 20, 30 products that you're selling, and you've got a company going. So that's just the way it goes. Yeah. Good. Totally, totally possible. And by the way, normal. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Randy, for having your question featured on the Randy. MSCEO project. You get nothing, but Thanks for submitting no, your I question. No, I like it. Yeah, it was I good. Like it. it was a good, yeah. good one. Okay, the next question is actually by a guy I know. He's a good, good dude. Uh, but he sent you a question, Rich Rose, not to be confused with Rick Ross. I, I know Rich Rose. He's Rich always Rose? on my page. Yeah, yeah, he's a good dude. Anyway, he said- Richie, uh, with, Richie Rose. With all of the content- Rich, Rich Forever. Rich Forever. Uh, with all of the content out there, his ADD is off the charts. He's like, Andy, how do you lock in? How do you, how do you remove distractions and lock in so you can finish your power list? Come on, man. Come on. Who says that, Tyler? Come on, man. Well, it depends who you ask. Yeah. Bradley or Grant Cardone. That's, that's, that's Uncle G saying, come on, man. Rich, I know you've got more focus than that, bro. You Rich gotta, is talented. I, I talked to I know Rich. you got more focus than that. Put your fucking phone down, look at the fucking list, and make it happen. I mean, come on. I know he's got more than that. You know what? I think you should, like... People put a lot of put a lot of stock in in this, so I think you should like give him a secret, magical word that's going to take away his. Yeah, I'm going to hypnotize you. Yeah, and the magical word is broke, which is what the fuck you're going to be if you don't put your fucking power list in play. All right, just think of broke every time you catch yourself looking at your fucking phone and watching content by all the fucking gurus, including me, and not executing. That's something I respect a lot about Gary Vaynerchuk, and, and, and it makes a lot of sense to me, is he tells people, like, he doesn't want you watching his shit. He wants you out doing shit, and I respect that because that's the truth. That's the truth. I would also much rather have you out executing on that list. I've given you the fucking tools, bro. It's a non, it's a non-risk, non-failing way to succeed. All you have to do is do it. So just think, man, when you're looking at, catch yourself looking at all this fucking shit on the internet, all the hot chicks, all the fucking rich, get rich quick, all the fucking, you know, funny videos and memes, which by the way, I love me some memes. Dude, just think about how broke you're going to be if you don't fucking compete your power list. It's really simple. You know, that should become your priority. Your priority should be to make your power list happen before 11 a.m. So you have the rest of the day, do whatever the fuck you want. That's the beauty of the power list. The power list, which, by the way, is in episode 107. I believe so, yes. Um, win the day. Very complete, comprehensive explanation of the power list. Is designed for you to be productive, but also have free time. That's what it's designed for. So if you're spending all your free time before you do your power list, that's not what you're supposed to do. You're not following the plan. Power list first. Free time. We learned this shit. What? When we were like seven years old. You gotta do your homework before you could play fucking Nintendo. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, do your fucking power list. Then fuck off on the internet. Shit will get done. And I know, Rich, you fucking know this shit. Don't even ask the question. I don't have to give you permission. You already fucking know. 
I know because he pays attention. He's always on my shit. So I know he already knows this. So that's it. That's it. Guys, thank you so much. As always, we don't ask a fee. All I ask is if you found value in this podcast, which I know you did because it was fucking awesome, tell your friends, tag some people, share it up. And uh, guys, I love you. We'll talk to you soon.